This is Sunday Rewind. Take it back now, y'all. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Now, here are your hosts, Tom Stevens and Mike Melby. Welcome back. Hour number two. Husker Rewind every Sunday, 5 to 7, second hour. Fun first hour is Stephen M. Sipple. We do it every single week during the football season, and we'll do it during the basketball season as well. It's called the Big Ten Blitz. I'm not sure how to fire it. Where do we fire it, Mike? I don't here. know. Try it from there. From here? I'll try it. The Big Ten Blitz. The Big Ten Blitz. The Big Ten Blitz. The Big Ten Blitz. Well, that worked. Thank you, Lanny. Lanny Holstein on the vocals there. Ballroom Blitz, the original song. Who did that song, Ballroom Blitz? Do you remember? God. Oh. I don't remember who did Ballroom Blitz. I'll have to look that up. Um, big weekend for the Big Ten. They had only six, was it six teams that played this weekend? Well, there's no, there's only six games that six we'll cover games, because games, outside of, yeah, there was a couple of, of uh, non-conference, but then uh, four conference matchups. A couple of buys as well. Uh, number yep. six, Penn State over Northwestern uh, this particular weekend. They beat them 41-13. to 13. That game was tied at 10 at halftime. Drew Allar, or Aller, I think is how it's pronounced. Drew Aller. Drew Aller, 18-33, uh, 189, 1 TD. Penn State only ran for 134 yards, 3.4 a carry. Uh, their offense has not been very explosive this year, but they really play defense, uh, and now they are... 5-0 and on the year. Northwestern has played better football, but Penn State definitely opened it up in the second half, and they win 41-13. to <laughs> Non-explosive offenses. I gotta talk about Iowa and Michigan State. There you go. Another pathetic performance by the Iowa offense. <laughs> Another Hawkeye win. Um, there is so much smoke and so many mirrors. Uh, How do you keep Brian Ferentz? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but 26-16's the final it, I, who knows if Michigan State wouldn't have won this game, but Cooper DeGene, uh, the dude is a threat, as Nebraska knows all too well. Yeah, he's really Returns good. a punt for a touchdown with less than four minutes to play to seal the win for the Hawkeyes. Actually, not seal the win. It kind of gave them the lead. They were tied at 16 coming into that point, and they had a field goal late. Uh, however, the news is not good for the uh, high-flying, uh, greatest <laughs> show on turf of the Iowa offenses. Cade McNamara went down. Uh, no official word yet on the injury, but let's just say uh, it, it did good. not look good he at He was on all. crutches uh, in the second. And you could see the way he fell, that that knee is not in good shape. No. And by the way, their backup quarterback, Deacon Hill, is awful. Yeah. Michigan, I mean, he is really awful. Michigan State now 2-3. and three. They're 0-3 since the whole Mel Tucker thing. And Iowa improves to 4-1, 1-1 and one, one and one in the league next week. Uh, let's see. Iowa hosts Purdue, and Michigan State's got a bye. Uh, Deacon Hill, by the way, uh, 11 of 17, 11 of uh, 27 for 115. He did have a t- touchdown. Uh, but Iowa ran for 61 yards in that game. They got four turnovers, and they win the Iowa way. Uh, <laughs> they get a special teams touchdown. But that game should have could have gone either way. It was tied at 16, and Cooper DeGene, as you mentioned, uh, returns that 70-yard punt, and that's how they win that game. Minnesota over Louisiana. 
Minnesota now 3-2. and two. Louisiana's not a bad football team. 35-24, but Minnesota's not very good this year. Uh, Raging Cajuns, baby. Uh, of course, they blew that 21-point lead last week versus Northwestern. This week, they hang on, they hang on to win. Ethan uh, Kaliak mattis pretty decent game. 12-14, 146, two TDs. He did have a pick. Minnesota ran for 200 yards and three scores. Daniel Jackson caught two TDs, and Minnesota improves to 3-2. and two. One thing with Minnesota and the offensive performance, Kaliak mattis that's solid numbers. Uh, but Darius Taylor, they're, uh, they're super freshman. He's out. Uh, he's out, and I'm not sure if it's a long-term thing. I know he was. Def- it sounded he like a couple play of in weeks, that game, but, but uh, we'll see what happens. He there. had 198 yards against Northwestern uh, yeah. as a freshman. That's pretty impressive. Yep. Let's see. Uh, Maryland, Indiana. Talua Tang- Tonga Viola threw for 352, and he accounted for all six Maryland touchdowns mm. uh, in a, in just a uh, yeah route. 44-17 Terrapins knock off Indiana. Maryland's first 5-0 start since 2001. And who says says that you need to dominate time of possession to win? I don't know. Everybody. Uh, just nobody gave Mike Loxley's team the memo. Indiana had the ball for 38 minutes and four seconds, but they could only muster 14 points. And like it wasn't like they you know, drove up and down the field and had tons of yards either. They just held the ball for 38 minutes. But uh, Maryland, very explosive. Tonga Viola, I think he's the best quarterback in the Big Ten. Uh, J.J. McCarthy, granted, he's just got more tools. Uh, but And McCarthy, they're talking about how, how he's a Heisman Trophy candidate. If I'm starting a team, I'd probably start it with Tonga Viola versus uh, McCarthy, but it'd be close. But uh, Maryland rolls on. They are at Ohio State. for. Uh, we'll find out exactly how good they are. And next week, Indiana has a bye. I think they're pretty good. I don't think they'll beat Ohio State, especially at Ohio State. Uh, Purdue improves to two and three on the year. The victory over Illinois, forty-four to nineteen. Hudson Card, eighteen of twenty-six, two seventeen, and two TDs. Uh, Tyrone Tracy Jr. had uh, twenty-one carries for one twenty or one twelve, I should say, and a TD. Purdue seems to run the ball more this year than they did last year. Purdue scored. Uh, 21 points in that third quarter. Ryan Walters beats his old, old team. Of course, he was the Illinois D.C. last year when they were good on defense, so maybe there's a clue there as to why Illinois suddenly so bad on defense. Uh, they had also nine penalties in the game. They allowed five sacks. They had three fumbles that resorted, uh, resulted in a touchdown for Purdue. They were one of 13 on third down. Illinois is not very good, and Nebraska has a very good chance to beat them Friday night. They do, you know, it's, it's weird. Now, granted, they gave up, they had, they had penalties and they fumbled the ball, et cetera. But statistically, it was a relatively even game. The stat of the game for me, though, is third down conversions. Each team had 13 opportunities to convert a third down. Illinois converted two. Purdue converted eight. Oh, there you go. 44-19 uh-huh. the final there. Uh, and how about the Scarlet Knights from Rutgers? As they, it, they, they, they took on... Is it Wagner or Wagner? It's Wagner. Okay. Now, for for a dollar, if you're talking about the musician, it's Wagner. Well, I was talking about the football team. It's Wagner, the the Michigan uh, center that we. Taunted. Oh, that's right, Mo Wagner. Mo Wagner, and and his brother played for Michigan as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and when uh, Tim Miles had things rolling a few years back, I was at the game and we were taunting him with the Wagner chant. Um, <laughs> Wag- Wagner, or what was it? No, we we were chanting Wagner. Okay, you were chanting Wagner. <laughs> but uh, feel good win for. Uh, Greg Schiano and the uh, Rutgers Scar- Scarlet Knights are four and one. Fred Dollar, can you tell me the n- team nickname 
for Wagner University? No, I can't. Seahawks. Wow, I feel better now that I know that. I, hey, you're, you're just you look that, that much smarter. If if it, think about this, you're going to be playing trivia some Tuesday night at some random bar, and that's going to be the question. <laughs> and you're going to go, you know what? Thanks to my partner in crime on Husker right. Rewind, I know the answer that, that no. it is the Wagner Seahawks. I've already forgotten. <clears throat> what were we talking about? No, exactly. Rutgers D held, held Wagner to 106 yards of total offense, and uh, that'll wrap up the Big Ten Blitz. But Rutgers now 4-1, and one, and they will play at Wisconsin next week. We'll find out exactly how good they are uh, going on the road to Camp Randall. I really think Nebraska should beat Illinois. and, and I do, too. If they don't beat Illinois, I'll be quite disappointed. Because Illinois looks bad. Well, the, in fact, you look at every game for the rest of the schedule. The only ones that I don't feel like Nebraska has a great shot at winning, and I think they have a great shot at winning them all, is you know maybe at Camp Randall. But Iowa here, they should win that game actually. So that's the only game I would say that they shouldn't have a really good chance to win, even with the blowout this weekend. No, I and, and Matt Rule making the comment. You're going to find out just how good a staff I have, how good a coach I am, how good of players we have. You know, it's this is that you, you you take what you can from the game. You learn from the mistakes that you just played. You got manhandled. Well, you can sulk about it, complain about it, kick rocks, or you can suck it up and and figure it out on a short week and go on the road into a hostile environment and see what you can do. And and it, as you mentioned, it's a team that they can play with. It's a team they can and should beat. And we'll see what happened. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I agree. Do you want to do the grades here? Or do I you think want... we should. Okay, let's just uh, do the grades. Uh, they're not good. In case you wondered, because Nebraska didn't play well. They lost the game to Michigan, number two Michigan, over the weekend. Uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, 45-7. to seven. Nebraska didn't do really anything very well. But if you were to point to something they did do okay, they passed the ball. I mean, they did have 200 yards passing, right? Uh, I thought that Heinrich Harburg was okay uh, throwing the football he did have the one pick, 25, 14 of 25, 199, uh, one pick, zero TDs, lots of drops, uh, lots of protection issues for Heinrich Harburg. So I didn't really blame him for all of that. He has a weird, funky delivery, I know, and it was tipped four times. His passes were tipped four times. I gave him a C- minus on the passing. What would you give I, I gave him an F. I, I, there's not going to be seems many harsh to me. Well, but, but that's my problem is, is Harburg goes seven of eight with an interception to open the game. He goes seven of 14 and uh, three of those incompletions, uh, wind up being tips at the line of scrimmage. Uh, yeah. Drop passes. That's not on you, him. I, but the, it's the, the passing, passing game. game. This isn't a quarterback that, grade. This that is, is a true. passing game. That is true. You had drop passes. And how you only target Thomas Fedoni three or four times, he's your best player on no. offense. Get him the damn ball. I agree. Uh, they need three Thomas Fedonis. And next year, they'll have Carter Nelson and Thomas Fedoni. Yeah. So that could be good uh, for whoever the quarterback is. And maybe it will be Heinrich Harburg uh, next year. Versus the pass, they were terrible. Uh, too much time for J.J. McCarthy. He had a 99 QBR. Um, he was 12 of 16, 156, two TDs. He made some really good throws. That first touchdown, I don't know how it was caught for a touchdown. 
Yeah, that's that's an ESPN top three play. Yeah. Um, and actually Isaac Gifford had great coverage. You yeah. can't blame him for that. I would like for him to get his head around, uh, but that's the only mistake that he made there. But I give him an F. I mean, the pass versus the pass, that wasn't good enough. Uh, and Michigan was eight of 13 on third down. A lot of those via the pass. Uh, that's just too much. Uh, well, I didn't think we were very good against and, the pass. And, and uh, bottom line is that there, there was only three or four plays that, like genuinely, we had great coverage. We yeah. got no pressure. Yep, yeah. F from me on the passing D uh, against the run or or the run. I should start with that. Nebraska ran for 130 yards, but 74 of those on Joshua Fleek's 74 yard run versus Michigan backups. So I'm not sure how you grade it, other than it was really bad. But I because of the run, I'm going to give them a D minus. Anthony Grant was not good in the game. Six carries for 16 yards. Can't blame him uh, for the lack of blocking, though. They had 32 the, yards basically in the game because yeah. I'm taking out the 74-yard yeah, run they, from Flicks. They had 20 carries on 32 yards outside of the one run, and I had him for 106 in the game. But yeah, it was I, the only. I, I mean, it just was not good. I, I don't want to use bad, weird term. Just yeah, it just wasn't good. Okay, I, you, I, you're I, not going to give him a grade here. I, I, F. I mean, you're not going to hear a whole lot of different grades from me. Okay, well, then we'll just go with an F. Uh, but against the run, uh, that wasn't good either. Uh, 51 carries, 249 yards. Uh, Michigan didn't just, they didn't go Wisconsin, you know, crazy, uh, like Wisconsin used to do against Nebraska in big games. They Their average was only 4.9 per carry. Um, Blake Corum only ran for 74 yards. It wasn't obscene what they did, but they did whatever they wanted to. And it didn't feel like they even really tried very hard. So I'm going to give them a D minus on the rushing game, uh, defending the rush. F. And then overall, <laughs> that's all F for here's, you. Here's what I'll tell you. There was not one time that Nebraska stopped Michigan from gaining yeah. the number of yards they needed for, on a particular play. There was a, We had one TFL for minus three yards. So uh, we know what your grade is for the entire game since they're yeah, all F. That'd be an F. Uh, it would be an F. Special teams F. Uh, yeah. They missed another. They missed another field goal. Bushini, he did average forty-five yards per kick, but they, no hang time. Um, I, it just wasn't well done overall. No. You got to give him an F. Yeah, yeah, straight across. I mean, now a, a, a positive. There's only four penalties. The problem: two of the four penalties is when we are in the red zone again, yeah. and. The 15-yard unsportsmanlike penalty uh, on MJ Sherman. Now, granted, it was later in the game. Game's not on the line. It's pretty much decided. But even at that point, that's just, you can't do that. Game management-wise, you cannot do that. And then from a play-calling standpoint, I just, I, I get it. You were kind of, the the deck may have been stacked a little bit against you, but at the same time, I didn't, I didn't care for the play-calling a ton. And it kind of goes back to what I said a moment ago. Why didn't Thomas Fedoni have his number called? A heck of a lot more. I agree. Uh, hopefully this is the only F we give up. Uh, have we given another F out? I don't think we have. No, uh, I don't think so. Uh, this is hopefully the only F, but it, it deserved an F. I mean, it just wasn't good. Nothing about that game was good. So, uh, sorry. But uh, the to, to just what the, the big picture, it's game five of Matt Rule's first year. He's trying to rebuild it. He's trying to build the culture. And, and he called himself out and put the pressure on himself to I make that. sure that this team responds and figures out a way to get a victory on the road next Friday night, short week. So I, I it like, it is what it is. There's not a whole lot you can do. I, I the game was an F great move on. But it is awkward that a coach called himself out because he put a, a little pressure on himself. I, I and his thought team. he did. 
<laughs> on his team to uh, perform very well. If they don't, he's going to have to say, well, I, I failed again. Uh, sorry. But next week, <laughs> it's on me and the team. We'll see how we respond next week. But we won't have to wait an entire week because the game will be Friday night in Champaign. Let's get to break. And talk a little volleyball. One of our favorite people in the world, Tanya Taki, former Husker middle blocker, played for both Terry Pettit and John Cook, Hall of Famers. She was a great one, and she's great on the radio. Talking volleyball, we'll talk about the victories this weekend over Purdue and Indiana next.